Well, Ulysses, we actually have some palatable raise news and developments to get to on today's episode. And it involves money. How about that? Let's get started right now. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. And we're the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked On Rays your very first listen every day. Be sure you check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Locked On Rays, as well as all our other podcasting platforms, too. Uh, you can also send us an email or voice memo to LockedOnRays at gmail.com for future mailbag episodes. Well, Ulysses, as you mentioned, money, money, money. That is uh, maybe the headline of today's episode. Uh, first off, uh, we have to talk arbitration as the Rays have settled agreements with uh, several players uh, in avoiding arbitration with them, namely Randy Rosarena and several others. However, they'll be seemingly heading to arbitration with a buttload of players. So this creates an interesting dynamic. It really does. And according to MLB.com, it said that seven hearings which is the amount of, of hearings that the race are going to have in 2023 that would be the third most ever for one team in one year uh so am i alone B before we get into the financials and and, right. and why they would be doing this and why it makes sense for the team to do this but can we just start off the the top saying is am i alone in thinking that this is kind of embarrassing i think it's embarrassing and a bad thing for this organization that you are, and I know with the Rays, every dime, every penny, every nickel counts, but the fact that you are seriously headed to arbitration because the Rays are traditionally a file to trial team that mm -hmm. they're going to go into the weeds with these seven players, uh, Jason Adam, Ryan Thompson, Pete Fairbanks, Jeffrey Springs, Colin Poche, Yandy Diaz, and Hale Ramirez, instead of just kind of meeting them in the middle or, or, agreeing to what they have asked for. Uh, now, I will say that some of these ask of these particular players are maybe more egregious than others, but this is this is dicey because it's it's one thing to go to arbitration with one player here or there. You, you go to arbitration with BJ Upton and G-Man Choi uh, and Ryan Yarbrough, but and regardless of whether the Rays win or lose these cases, um, we know how these arbitration hearings go. It's it's the Rays basically saying why X player doesn't deserve this amount of money. Okay, yeah, you, you're you're a good ball player, but here's why you suck. Here's why you don't deserve this, and you can almost lose the player, like and create a little hostility and and a malcontent and some and this many players. It, it's one thing to have one player that you kind of disturb, but to have a quarter of your roster maybe upset and not happy with what you have to say about them going into the 2023 season over a couple hundred thousand dollars here and there. Um, I think that's concerning to me, especially with some big time leaders. Uh, you know, these aren't just, these aren't nobodies. We're, we're talking about Yandy Diaz. We're talking about Jeffrey Springs. We're talking about Jason Adam. 
Uh, yeah. We're talking about Pete Fairbanks. And it's significant, I think. And and I did the the napkin math real quick before the show, uh, adding up the differences between what the players asked and what the team filed for. Do you yeah. know? Did you make the math of how uh, of how much it would be total for all the differences? Uh, I did. guesstimate off the top of my head would probably be like a million and a half, maybe two point nine million. So let's let's just round it up three mil. Okay. Three million. Three million. How yeah. much have they spent this offseason in players? Eleven. Right. I know you can say forty because of the three year deal, but what are they paying Zach Eflin this year? Is eleven million dollars. Yes. So they spent eleven million dollars in free agency and they want to save three million dollars. Yeah. I mean, and, and again, I think I think that can be more than counterproductive. By yeah, you save that three million dollars, but how many players have you lost in terms of the clubhouse and the, well, the fit within the organization and the reliability and just the the any real life here, real life. If you have a certain amount that you're asking for in your particular job or career, and your organization or boss comes to you and said, "Hey, we we respect what you're offering or, or what you're asking for, but here are." the myriad of reasons why you're not good enough and why you don't deserve this amount of money as opposed to them saying, Hey, we just don't have the budget for it. Like, cause the Rays have the budget for it. They just don't want to pay. It. And, and, but, but this is the insane part of it. It's like you're, you're, you're not, you can't sell to the fandom or to the players themselves that look, we're, we're really, you know, counting our dimes here because we really want to get this X player from free agency. And we're really trying really hard yeah. to get this guy. Three million dollars is going to make. If, 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 first of all, who's that guy? But three million dollars is what's going to get you over the edge uh, to to get a free agent that might go somewhere else. Really, three million dollars? I just, yeah. it's 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 in bad faith to go with so many players. I, I I agree with you. One or two, fine. You can have your disagreements. In fact, I think one or two on this list, you could say, okay, I can kind of see where the Rays are are coming from with with their figure. Right. But seven. That's like I, 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 that's a quarter, oh, a quarter basically, of, yeah. of of your active roster. Who now you have to tell them why they shouldn't earn what they want, which means pointing out flaws right before the season. Right, what what a great way to 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 start the season for a quarter of your yeah. of your place uh, players hearing you know you're not that good doing this and you're not you know that efficient doing this like. I just feel like this is embarrassing and not at all the way that you want to start the season. And especially, you know, the financial uh, side of things, the $3 million is what bothers me. It's, yeah. it's, it's $3 million. I mean, if it was so far apart with some of these players, like say that you, Yandi was asking for $10 million and the Reds are like, ah, oh, we only play, uh, we only really want to play pay him for $5 million. I get that. But some of these, differences are so can, minute can can we i think for 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 people that do not know the differences maybe we should go through the list yes. about what, what the players asked for and what the raise instead uh counter offered maybe we should do yes that. yes let's do that but first let's talk more about money with betonline.net betonline.net is your number one source for sports betting info stats news and analysis it's where you can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to college bowl season to basketball and the world cup it is all covered at betonline.net. 
net. It is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. So head over to their website today or use that mobile device of yours to learn more. Bet online. It is where the game starts. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought it up. So just for context purposes, uh, let's run through these here. So Jason Adam, he filed at 1.1 or 1.775. The Rays offered 1.55. Ryan Thompson, he wants $1.2 million. The Rays want to pay him $1 million. Pete Fairbanks filed for 1.9 mil. Rays want to give 1.5 mil. Jeffrey Springs filed for $3.55 million. The Rays, $2.7 million. Colin Pochet, $1.3 million. The Rays, $1.175 million. Yandy Diaz filed for $6.3 million. The Rays filed for $5.5 million. And then Harold Ramirez filed for $2.2 million. The Rays, $1.9 million. These are some of these are ridiculous. The Colin Pochet, 125, really? $125,000. You're just not, you're, nope, 125, mm-hmm. nope, keeping that. It's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Jason Adam, basically all, almost the same difference. Like, what are we, what are we talking about here? Like, yeah. I understand that there's a discrepancy right there between Yandy Diaz. He wants 6.3, the team wants 5.5. I think, uh, MLB trade, uh, Rumors were was saying something around four point eight or five million. Yeah. So both figures are up from the estimate. So I understand that one. If Yandy Diaz was the only case, I think that should be all right. Yeah. But I mean the Poche. I also one, feel like you want to Thompson. keep your best hitter happy. Your your yes. most productive offensive asset, you know, pound for pound. 100%. You want to try to satisfy him in a way. It's hey, great job. You know what? You earned that six point three million dollars. And 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 maybe that's what they think they what they were doing with five point five. Like, hey, everybody yeah. estimated you at five. We we want to give you five point five, buddy. Um, I just all of these together are just ridiculous, man. I mean, the, the, yeah, the, it shouldn't really happen. But if you were to take case by case, the the Pochet one, the the Thompson, Adam. And yeah, even Jason the, the, Adams should get every penny. I mean, he, really, I mean, he, the, what he put out last season, that shouldn't even give him, give, you him already the, saved. give him the money. Same thing with Jeffrey Springs too, I think. Yeah. You already saved the money with the production that they gave you. Like, wouldn't that part of goodwill of, of give, give the, the player like an amp, you know, to, to, to one, to man, these guys really take care, took care of me. Like, you know, I'm I'm going in for the season. You don't have to hear that negativity that they're about to hear uh, from their employer. I just, oh man, it's too many. It's too yeah. many for two fewer dollars. And I know some people like to um, take care of other people's wallets, especially billionaires. But right. I mean, I don't think there's a, a, an excuse here for for not shelling out three million dollars that you're not even using to better the club. You're not. Where are those $3 now, million what, dollars going? Yeah. Maybe towards a new ballpark. Who knows? Um, sure. Now, what I will say out of all of these, the one where I would side with the Rays is, and people may not like this, but Crazy Eyes Pete Fairbanks. Again, he filed for 1.9, the Rays $1.5 million. And it's not based on the caliber of player it is. It's just 
can you stay healthy for a full season? Like, give me more than 24 innings in 2022. Give me more than 42 innings in 2021. Ralph Garza threw more innings than you last year. I don't think you should be paid $1.9 million. I'm sorry. And I, mean, and I think that's that, that's yeah. the main crux of of what Pete's going to hear. I don't think they're going to hear he's going to hear anything ne- negative about his performance because you really can't say anything negative about right. his performance. We really <laughs> we really scrounged up negatives when we were doing the player reviews of Pete Fairbanks because he had a tremendous season except for the fact that he didn't post. You weren't healthy. So I think that's basically what he's going to hear and I kind of agree with you. 1.9 for for a guy that's never really been healthy the whole season. It 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 does kind of hamper your yeah. your your value, but even then, one point five. I mean, couldn't you if he's doing one point nine and you're at one point five? Do yeah. we not see a compromise there with one point seven people? Like, right? Do can we not? But I guess they didn't. Yeah, and my argument, like, if I'm on the raise side, I'd say, hey, Pete, we we'd love to pay you, but you got to give us at least 50, 50 innings in a season. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Matt Whistler threw more innings than you. Sean Armstrong threw more innings than you. I mean, Calvin Fauché almost threw as many innings as you this past season. Like, yeah. you got to get that together in some shape or form. So, um, yeah, so that is, yeah, that is really, re- really remarkable. And I think it needs to be a bigger story than uh, maybe it's being thrown out there. Um, you know, I don't know, maybe because Mark Topkins on vacation didn't get as much play in the times. I think they had one of the, sure. the backup reporters covering it. So um, I'm sure that, you know, when he gets back, that that'll be something to, uh, to really evaluate deeper and, and maybe do, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to be your editor here, but go into the minds of the, the arbitration room and, you know, maybe talk to, to BJ Upton and some former players about what it's like and, and how you feel coming out of that, whether you win or you lose in that case. I've heard from former players in interviews that, you know, it's, it's not a, it's not a, a dance, you know, <laughs> it's, yeah. it, it, that it really does impact you uh, when you're hearing these negative things uh, being said about you. And let's remember folks, it's one or the other. So the arbiter is not going to go like, oh, okay, you said 2.2, 1.9, we're going to go in the middle. No, no, no. It's either one, uh, what the team filed for or what the player filed for. So when there is such a big discrepancy, for example, with the Yandi Diaz one, 5.5 to 6.3, and he would be getting 5.5, that doesn't just, you don't just like roll off and be like, oh, okay, that was okay. Like, no, (laughs) like you just, you just lost $800,000, $800,000. And you know who took that from you. Uh, mm-hmm. it's 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 really 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 tough now I, I will say this if you just had to pick between jeffrey springs or yandy ds i mentioned yandy ds 6.3 to 5.5 jeffrey springs 3.55 to 2.7 which one would you lean that is easiest for the arbiter to to pick a side here hmm I would say I would lean towards Yandi because he's had more of a history of mm-hmm. being such a solid, productive player where Jeffrey Springs has been more of, I mean, is it fair to say one year wonder thus far? I think it's fair. I mean, For first you're starting, so you, you yeah, can't just have that starting. bump. And I don't know. No. I mean, I, Yandi Diaz has been around much longer it's tough i i mean at the end of the day i think both deserve it like if we're to run through the names like yes. jason adam i think he wins his case yes. ryan thompson i could see him losing his case um yeah. pete fairbanks i could see him 
losing his case. Uh, Jeffrey Springs winning. Colin Poche, I'm kind that's of... A that's a tough one. I mean, he did post last season, but I would say maybe losing. Yandi winning. Harold... I think Harold I wins. You know Harold. why? Because why? I think arbitration does take into account traditional numbers the most. So okay. they're not going to go with, you know, oh, but look at the 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 BABIP on Harold was so large. No, they're gonna be like, he yeah. hit 300. Right. He you know, he hit 300. So I, I I would I would think that Harold wins this case. I think the only uh one that I think seeing uh going against the player would be the two cases. I think it would be Colin Pochet and and Ryan Thompson. I the see relievers, them kind yeah. of like the the least likely to win all the others though i think they're going to win yeah i mean if if this was a uh something to put on bet online i mean absolutely lock down jason adam for getting his money absolutely lock down uh i would say jeffrey springs too again based on what he did this past year like you can't you can't yeah. deny it so and quite frankly i hope all those guys yes. get paid you th there's a limited window in the big leagues especially for relievers as well I just, I just don't understand that the, the if it if it were being like seven, eight million differences, uh, the 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 summation of the difference would be eight million dollars yeah. or something like that. I would understand where the Rays are coming from, but you're arguing for three million dollars when you've only spent eleven million dollars, and didn't they get like some Disney uh, money? All teams did. Like what was it, twenty uh, mil, thirty mil, something like that? Yeah. And oh, the the Rays aren't hurting for cash. I don't think that's the issue at all. <laughs> It's 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 great. It just it just smells, looks like greed. It doesn't yeah. smell like anything. It doesn't smell savvy. Mm -hmm. So you know what savvy is? Is picking up Yu Chang. That's savvy. Yeah, that's a savvy move. And not and savvy paying is seven players three million dollars collectively. That's greed. Yeah, that's that's cheap. Honestly, the savvy move is to more or less pay most of these guys and make them happy and content and want to play for you. There's something out there in economics yes. called efficiency wages. Um, you know, build some some loyalty to your organization. There's something to be said for that yeah. uh, as well. Um, and uh, before we move off this topic, we should mention that the figures that the Rays agreed to with the following players as well. Randy got a nice pay bump, $4.15 million. Francisco Mejia, 2.155 mil. Andrew Kittredge, $2.075 million. Uh, Jalen Beeks, 1.375. Christian Bethencourt, 1.35 million. Uh, Yanni Torinos, 1.275 million. And Sean uh, Sean Armstrong, $1.2 million. Ulysses, any surprises out of this bunch or just more or less uh, par for the course? I think par for the course. I mean, I, I wasn't shocked by any of those. Um, you know, Kittrich, you know, he gets it because he's a veteran now, you know, yeah. in, in that bullpen. And so he could have been a DFA be candidate. So he should be, you know, look at his chops that he got a $2 million paycheck coming as well. Yeah. I mean, that's the all-star, you know, nomination there and he's going to be hurt, but that's okay. Hopefully he comes back. But yeah, I think, I, I don't think there was a lot of shocking numbers there. I, I, I see more shocking value in, yeah. in the seven going to arbitration. And the fact that it's only $3 million, man, $3 million. Yeah. Unreal. Um, we have to move off of this topic and, uh, do a little ditty on stadium news. Yeah, there's a little brief bit of stadium news that we'll get to. Uh, but first, Ulysses, we have to tell the audience about 
bet online or uh, built bar. Oh my gosh, I'm giving bet online too much, too much love. We also want to give built bar some love here too. You gotta give built bar love, and you know why? Because it's a delicious treat that doesn't give you the fat and calories. I've told you a million times. Okay, they are covered in 100 percent real chocolate okay built bars it's, it's healthy that's actually tasty and if you've got a new year's resolution to stay in track with your weight well this is a great way of doing so and the best thing about it is that you don't even have to go to built.com anymore you can if you want to but if you don't want to wait around you can go to your nearest walmart or sam's club and pick up different uh boxes uh, of your choosing. For example, if you go to Walmart, you can pick up a four bar box of cookies and cream or double chocolate. Uh, at Sam's Club, you can get brownie batter, coconut puff, whatever you desire. So today, don't delay. Go to your nearest Walmart or Sam's Club to pick up your delicious and healthy built bars. All right. Before we end today's episode, we do want to mention this. Uh, the St. Petersburg Chamber of Commerce have officially endorsed the uh, 86-acre site plan pitched by the Rays and global real estate firm Heinz. So that's a little win in the Rays' pocket. Um, and there's been other voices of support for this particular redevelopment project. I know the owner of Ferg's has supported it. Uh, a well-known attorney, Robert Heyman, has supported it. Um, I don't know if uh, reading some of the articles out there, the St. Petersburg Downtown Partnership, I don't know if they actually endorsed uh, one group over the other, but they just uh, are telling Mayor Ken Welch to select the group who will have the greatest likelihood of success, which I think is really important. Instead of a lot of these firms have promises upon promises upon promises, but can they actually enact and deliver on those yeah. said promises. I, I think that's a big thing. So um, Ulysses, I guess it's uh, several weeks or a couple of weeks until the mayor will make his pick. Uh, is it a foregone conclusion that it's going to be the, the, the team of Heinz uh, with the Rays, or is it going to be the, I know there's Sugar Hill and a couple others too. It, it certainly looks that way. And we'll only have to wait till January 30th to hear the state of the city address, which is probably when when the mayor is going to, you know, get the announcement of the pick that yeah. he has made. But yeah, it does look like a foregone conclusion that it's going to be Heinz and Ray and the, and the Rays. I mean, the this this is a pretty big endorsement that you talked about. Uh, I don't um, I don't foresee a big shock, uh, shock in development. And I think it it always was the front runner. I mean, they're right. I mean, plot twists can happen anytime but i if i were a betting man i would put the green skittles on that it, it it'll be that proposal but uh, it just a lot of news coming from saint pete i know it's because of their deadline and 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 the mayor's seemingly more active um but the the fact that we're, we're hearing you know very little about the tampa side the hillsborough county side yeah does make it look like it does seem like this new stadium is going to be built in St. In St. Pete. Uh, it, it does have that feel yeah. right now. Uh, unless Tampa comes up with a plan, an actual plan with actual money with, you know, we've seen enough renderings to, to become all artists and civil engineers. It seems like, but right without the numbers. And it seems like Hillsborough County does not have the financials in place to do this. 
And without a, a mayor that is vocal about keeping the race or getting the race instead on their side of the bay, that's really not happening. Castor is kind of mum about the subject. She She's, you know, kind of, you know, when she right. has the opportunity, she goes like, yeah, we, we would love to have the race, but it's very, it's, yeah. it's very broad strokes. And until Tampa gets serious, it just seems like the financials and everything else in between are just going to be on St. Pete's side. Yeah, it seems like St. Pete has been more proactive about getting this ball rolling here. Now, I will say this. I I don't know all the particulars, but is there a scenario? I'm wondering, and I'm asking out loud, is there a scenario where I know the Rays are attached and uh, connected to this Heinz proposal where the mayor picks the Heinz proposal and then you know, sometime down the line, the Rays are like, no, nah, we really don't want to build a stadium in St. Petersburg. We want to move to Tampa or Nashville or Portland. Or do they actually have to build as part of this plan? Good question. I would believe that there's some kind of uh, lease agreement. There's going to be some contract stipulation. So, I mean, you you can always get out of a contract, but you must pay a fee. So I, I would I would assume it, it would work the same way. But I would find that very, very difficult to see just because the money that they're going to be making the race, if if the redevelopment happens, I mean, they're just going to be stuffing. They won't have enough storage to put the money For that the they're money. going to be making. They're going yeah. to be like uh, that Breaking Bad scene with the money and mm -hmm. it, like you can just like lay on it. She, yeah. You know, that, that's that's basically what's Stu and company are going to be like and and they already have that feeling so it's just yeah. going to be even more so i'll be investing I would, in gold that's what yeah I, I would doubt <laughs> yeah i would doubt, i would very much doubt that that would happen yeah and look i it's great what all these uh proposals put forth about affordable housing and office and retail and entertainment and civic uses but at the end of the day as somebody that has gone to many games in st petersburg at tropicana field and of course, I want to see a nice, shiny new ballpark. But uh, can I park easily? Can I get in and out easily? Those are my two main mm -hmm. concerns there. So would, whichever proposal is picked, uh, that that's really the only guarantee that I'm asking for. You, and, but, and build buddy, new you, hotels, that's fine. Build, what's that? I don't think you're going to get it. I don't think you're going to get it because yeah. it's it's right there next to the trop. So how much yeah. more efficient could that be? I mean, maybe they, they can help it a little bit, but... On the, I'm I'm looking at how are we getting to the stadium? Are you giving us more options to get to the stadium? Are you install? Uh, are you implementing a faster ferry ride? Uh, right. are, are are more share ride Ubers or whatever? I mean, you guys are the geniuses over there. Like, what are the ideas to get more people to cross that bridge to to cross the bay rather than just like no, you got to make it to Howard Franklin or or Gandhi. Like that's it. Like you just got to do that. I feel yeah. like if they don't tackle that big, big problem, which is get people from one side to the other, if you're not if you're not doing anything to help that, then you're going to see exactly the same numbers ultimately yeah. after the big boom uh, of attendance for the first couple of years, because it'll be the, ni the nice new shiny object. Right. But it'll have the same effect as, it, uh, as the Marlins new stadium did. You saw that peak. And then off. Yeah. And I don't care. And don't tell me, oh, it's because they sold off the team. That's why people don't go. People already don't go to the race. And there are four times going to the, the playoffs in a row. So yeah. that doesn't matter. Which, quite frankly, if the Rays are so on board with that, 
this or the this plan that the the attendance figures may not matter to them in the least. It's all the other no. money that's coming in uh, in other ways that you know they're going to be just fine. And that's that's probably what appeals the most to staying in St. Petersburg is all the outside factors and and the land surrounding the drop, not the actual number of butts that they fill in the seats each home game. And I don't think the the normal race fan appreciates that fact they, they yeah because you see it on on, on twitter on, on anti-social media that they're like but the numbers will be the same in attendance like i don't think normal race fans know that that doesn't matter to them that doesn't matter if it's five thousand people they're still going to make a bunch load more money they're already making money now but yeah. with the redevelopment of the area they're going to be making three times as much money yeah it doesn't matter if there are 5,000 people in the seats. And I don't think the normal race fan knows that. Yeah. Now, exactly. Now, if you had an owner that was really passionate and cared about winning, that probably would have more weight and credence to it because you want to have a, uh, you want to have a vibrant fan base that is going to the game. So you can maybe attract free agents or mm -hmm. get your current crop of stars to stay and have long-term contracts as opposed to yes. saying, Okay, yeah, you guys are making a ton of money. Good for you guys, but the the atmosphere and environment of playing in uh, New Ray's ballpark is the same as playing in the Trop. Like it's it's shinier, but the the support and and the the raucous fan base, the the it's just not there. Which I yeah. think again is a, another consequence of that. Like, good if you can get the money and make all the money. Like if you're tr legitimately utilizing the Rays as just trying to to enhance your profits as opposed to uh steve cohen which sure I'm, he's making money on the mets but he also wants to win 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 he wants to bring that world series ring where i don't know if Stu sternberg and team have the same exact outlook on that where it's not a win at all cost scenario if if it were that three million dollars you, you wouldn't be <laughs> you wouldn't be yeah, arguing for three million dollars exactly. for seven players uh yeah it, it's 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 a difference uh I think, and a lot of race fans also don't understand that you might give the same amount of, of an offer or even more to a free agent, but that free agent might be okay with getting $1 million or $2 million less in another place that they're going to have 30,000, 40,000 people nightly, oh, right? Yeah. Then a Tuesday night, 5,000, which we've gone to many of games like that. Uh, where it's just dead. And and as a fan, like I kind of dig it. You know, you have your own space. You basically have your own section, but right. the players certainly don't uh, appreciate that. Yeah. And you can be shipped off at pretty much any time because this is the Rays or you sign with the Rays because, oh, you know, my buddy over here, he's, he plays for the Rays. He likes the Rays. He enjoys the Rays. And then before you know it, July comes around and he's traded. And, you know, you've got like 12 new teammates and you don't know if you'll jive with them. So it's just a, yeah. you know, revolving door of, you know, it's not an easy thing to do uh, by any means. So uh, there it is. Uh, Monday's episode in the books on Wednesday, we have a mailbag episode and Friday, some exciting things to talk about as well. In the meantime, thank you for making the Lockdown Race podcast your very first listen every day. Now make your second listen, the Locked On MLB Prospects podcast. That is also free and available on all platforms. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we will talk to you on Wednesday.